Welcome to Mint. My name is Adam Levy, and I'm going to be showing you how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. This episode welcomes Dio Adiosin, founder and CEO of Glass Protocol. In this episode, we talk about all things video NFTs, the fundamental macro problems facing short form, mid form, and long form videos in Web2, why people want to own videos in the first place, how we can better educate creators around the world on the concept of ownership, and so much more. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Dio, welcome to Mint. How you doing, my friend? Thanks for being on. I'm doing great, Adam. Thank you for having me. You got it, man. Let's dive right in, okay? Who are you? What does the world need to know about you? But more specifically, like, what were you doing before crypto, and uh, where are you now? Wow. Um, my name is Dio Adiosin. Um, you can pronounce my first name like uh, Cinco de Mayo with a D. Um, Cinco de Dio. I am the co-founder of Glass Protocol, and I focus mainly on community creators, collectors, curators, um, everything pretty much around like the social networking of uh, improving the product in the the overall um, network of just the community as well as the actual product. Um, before crypto, I actually graduated from the University of Chicago in 2020. Um, I was playing soccer. Um, I actually was known as a soccer player for a majority of my life, um, where I'd play for a bunch of academies in New York, where I went to high school um, and college at the University of Chicago. Um, at the University of Chicago, I actually started my first startup, um, which led me um, to Glass, actually. Uh, it was like a crowdsourced map um, that helped people find um, their people and find their places around campus. Um, but cool. COVID kind of wrecked that. Um, and that was my first foray into startups. Um, it was a Web2 social map. And I've always been someone who was not a bystander and someone who wanted to make a change. And um, I'd say it was, I read like, a little bit of Marx in college um, and it talked a little bit about this technological revolution and a little bit about where the world was going. I just kept reading a bunch of books. I read Sovereign Individual um, and all these books in college that kind of just changed my worldview. And that kind of prepared me for this information age and, and really being just an adaptable, I guess, information um, internet i guess uh historian slash entrepreneur so yeah so talk to me more about that first startup like what did that consist of how big did that grow to uh and what were some like the biggest lessons you took away that you're now applying to, to glass yeah so the first startup was called spot and that really started because i saw this trend of loneliness um that was coming from like the college students around me um, the idea was that like in 1987, you know, college students used to hang out with like 38% of their, um, community at least five days a week. And then by 2017, that went all the way down to 5% and you're on campus and you're seeing just a lack of engagement amongst students and spot was really just 
the goal was to just maximize connection and maximize the time that you had that was free on campus to see who was available, where they were at, and to link up. And so we actually raised like a little bit of money from like University of Chicago. Um, they gave us like $10,000 to work on this. We applied, like we, we did this college and venture challenge, which I think Grubhub came out of, Braintree came out of, I think they like, I think PayPal bought Braintree um, and some other like pretty bigger uh, Chicago native um, startups came out of mm-hmm. and like a Chicago, I guess, YC um, at the University of Chicago, which is called the CNBC. And that's when I, I met Varun and Varun um, is my co-founder to today with Glass. Um, but we kind of just like iterated for, you know, a year just on the idea of what would like a, a map that help people find the things they want be. And then we kind of went into like a stall point and we didn't necessarily have like the backing capability to make out the full iOS app. And that's when we found Sam who was working on like this machine learning, um, GitHub for machine learning essentially startup um, at this pitch contest at Polsky or at uh, the computer science lab at UChicago. And Sam was like working on like the lightning protocol. This is like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam was like, hey, like I, I had this idea um, in high school who would love to work on it um, again with someone who can do community and someone who can kind of code the front end. Um, and I would do the community, Vern would do the front end, and Sam would do the back end. So then Sam kind of joined the forces and uh, we kept building out spot and then we built it out for a full another year and you know kind of went through iteration after iteration like we had a map with messaging we had a twitter maps we had um uh like find my friends we had foursquare all types of ideas centered around the map um and the final one was like this map with like kind of like TikTok on the map. And that's what led us to this kind of videos mm. a little bit. I mean, I'd say there was a lot of other things, just like a lot, a lot of ideas that were like culminating around. Um, but we, we, Sam actually was like, oh, like he, he tested out like just videos on IPFS. Like, I don't know, I think it was like December and uh, we were still working on spot then. And then we, we figured that, Hey, there might be something here with this just cause the backend technology is so crazy. So, but what were like the bigger macro problems you were trying to solve with glass protocol? Like, what were you guys after? So I actually really love the journey of like, kind of like throwing shit at the fan and kind of coming to some point where you're like, okay, wait, if we would have started this originally, we would have never seen that we kind of landed over here. And now that led you to a whole nother journey that you're working on right now. But like you get to this moment, you realize, okay, this technology is actually revolutionary. Uh, we could do something really cool with this. How did that evolve into actually solving a problem? Yeah. So I'd say like with our other startup, we never really had like a problem we were solving outside of just like we, we saw an opportunity to connect people um, with, glass 
the problem was really obvious to us because I had my brother's girlfriend one time was like, hey, I want to go to um, this Beyonce Grammy performance. Like I had this Beyonce Grammy dance performance. They wanted me to dance, but I don't have like enough money to get there to LA mm. in like, the span of like a couple of days. And it's like, she has over, like she had like around 200K followers on the gram. She's a, a amazing dancer. Like, like literally people sponsor, people love her. And like they've sponsored her to just stay with her at her house, but she could, didn't have enough money to just go to the Grammys to dance for this Beyonce mm-hmm. uh, performance. And so we had experienced that like there are like star creators out there who don't have enough money to like get their actual career or even going to that greater level. Um, and so we were like, wow even a top 97% creator still doesn't have enough income to really expand their business. And so we just did some research and 97% of YouTubers, you know, make less than minimum wage. And so if 97% of YouTubers make less than minimum wage and over 30% of like Gen Z wants to be video creators and YouTubers, it's, it's like, like where's like the it's, it's like it's like it's like a misconnect kind of thing. Yeah. Everyone can't be poor, you know. Right. Like we need someone, you know, we need to provide a sustainable income for video creators. And so just living around video creators every single day and seeing all the infrastructure that went into video creation, it's like there's lighting, there's camera, that's a it's a whole like, production. A it's whole like a whole production just for like a 10 second clip. Exactly, right? And so we're like, this is a lot of effort, but every single video is a loss leading experience. You're not even breaking even. And so it's like, we were like, let's make something that not only breaks you even, but 10Xs to 100Xs, every single thing you do on YouTube or TikTok. And so that was like the idea that like, if we're going to like this creator world where it's like, you know, TikTok is like, you know, you get famous it's like you know maybe we can help you know you get rich and ownership of the platform that you're using so that you can own what you're consuming and like that was like it like 10 to 100x monetization Mm -hmm. right then the opportunity to own that like these were opportunities that just weren't there before so these were the problems these were the opportunities how did that manifest into a product now What does that look like? So for those who aren't familiar with Glass, what does that product look like to solve that problem? Yeah. So what Glass looks like today is as a video creator, you're asking, how can I make money for my videos? I just spent X amount of money to produce this video, right? Let's say like $10,000. Now I want to release this video and make money from that video. And you go to Glass, which is a video NFT marketplace where you upload your videos similar to how you would upload a YouTube video. And where you go to like create.glass.xyz, right? And then you're brought to like an upload page similar to like YouTube. The only difference is as you go to that upload page, at the end, you can actually mint that video to the blockchain. And that minting is actually stored on Arweave. And um, if it's like a live stream, say you want to do a live stream, we might 
use live peer to do the decentralized transcoding. But if it's just a video, you then can upload your video, mint it to the blockchain, sign a couple um, transactions to get it minted. Um, we're using Ethereum right now, so it's going to Ethereum. Um, you you know might have to pay a little bit of gas costs, right? Which we might subsidize, um, and then that video then goes up, and then people can go to Glass.xyz, right? You could go to Glass.xyz. You can click on the video. It's kind of just like a basic, you know, video, 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 video. You click on the video, watch it. It's just like a YouTube video, really high quality. We're using very, very like quality video player um, back in technology with HLS. And then you can bid on the video. So you could do an auction where you could bid to buy the video as an NFT. And that auction starts after the first bid. And then in the last 15 minutes, if someone else bids, the clock resets to 15 minutes. And it's just a 24-hour auction. Mm. Or you could do additions, which is like collectible additions where you as a creator, you know, I could upload this video and then kind of have 25 additions of this video that 25 of my friends can all collect as their individual, you know, video. Um, yeah. And, and, I, and by the way, I can I can back that because I've used glass. I've, I've watched videos on glass. I've like I've seen biddings happen on glass. So it is actually really high quality. And people think like, oh, the blockchain is janky. It doesn't work like it's actually really good. It's a really good experience. Thank you. Um, we we spent so much time in college just working on a user experience. And uh <laughs> That's kind of like our background, just working on user experience, like community, making sure that the community was engaged. And this was all with like kind of minimal um, functionally mm -hmm. ready products, I'd say. Like we never really had like that perfect product, more so we had that just community enthusiasm and a really, really nice UI and UX. And now we have like, this back end that is just like amazing and these actual incentives that make you want to contribute even more to the community. And like, that is the big difference. Just like you can get the incentives have just changed. And like, I, I studied economics at UChicago. So like when the incentives change, everything changes. And right. that's, that's what this gives you. So is the goal here, because it is a protocol, is the goal is that like something like TikTok gets built on top of it? Is that what you guys are like striving for? Or like, how do you kind of see this coming to fruition and reaching a million users, for example? So the goal, I would say in the next nine to 10 months is that Glass becomes the home of decentralized videos, video NFTs. And if you want to put a video that lasts forever, if you want to put a video up that can, you know, be a revenue generating video, if you want to put a video up that um, you might want to stay, you know, stored forever, you would choose Glass as the place to upload and mint that video. Over time, we would want to, you know, of course, have that, you know, full protocol layer where it's like you could have TikToks 
hosted on glass and build out that functionality to actually have um, platforms minting their own like best videos on glass and hosting those as NFTs there. Right now, we're more so just like a platform more so than a protocol. And we are just um, kind of facilitating out to other marketplaces or um, essentially using videos that a creator might have posted on YouTube right now or on their Instagram or on their TikTok right now. And they can then say, hey, I think this of all the videos I have is the video I want to NFT. And then they come and they mm-hmm. NFT that video on glass. So a lot of the creators are just saying, hey, I have this YouTube video that has like a thousand views on YouTube, like the Delhi flashy video per se. It's like that video has two, 3,000 views on YouTube. Right. And then we sold that video for one point, like four, one ETH. And so he's made 10 to 100 X on that video. So he's made wow. at least X on that video from putting it on glass. Then he did from putting it on YouTube. So it's like, that's what we want from everything. Like the two feet video that was sold for 11.11 ETH, right? He put that video out on glass on November 19th, so 2021. We put that, he put, he also put that video out on YouTube that same night. Um, and that video got to about 800K views on YouTube after about like five to seven days. And in five to seven days, he made 11.11 ETH on mm-hmm. glass. And so he was like, yeah, you guys literally 10X'd the amount of money he made. And that he, he, he actually said he could never make this much money on YouTube from a video. So you got to ask yourself, like, what are you, what are you optimizing for? Are you, are you optimizing for like distribution eyeballs? Or are you optimizing for money? Right. And I think actually the two can be combined down the line without a doubt. Right. Once, once, once more of these protocols and more of these platforms get more mainstream recognition. But as of now, like what the model that you're talking about is like, it reminds me a lot of what's happening in music right now in the crypto scene, which feels like very underground. Um, a lot of artists are experimenting with NFTs and social tokens, doing mirror campaigns, catalog sound, all these platforms. Okay. And they're either experimenting around fandom or like co-ownership, but also putting their stuff on more of the web two platforms like Spotify and Apple music. So they're getting the reach and the, the algorithmic distribution of these centralized platforms, but then using these micro platforms as a way to monetize their like 1000 true fans kind of thing. Right. So the way I kind of see it also like, transitioning into into video and content creating like long form short form from what i'm understanding is like you can come to glass you'll find the collectors you'll find audiences different audiences maybe they might overlap but it's likely different audiences um and you can monetize that audience but then you can also publish on youtube to kind of take advantage of your still like widespread algorithmic reach kind of thing that's how like that's those are the types of models that i'm kind of seeing emerge right now is that what you're seeing as well is are you seeing something different i i that's exactly what i'm saying so i think you know like you said right web one is you know that was consuming content and and learning how to buy content with like amazon and and wikipedia then you had web two which was like okay we can create like how do we become creators creators all artists are also collectors and so all these creators are also you know collectors in a way or consumers in a way 
And Web3 is like, okay, how do we turn these creators into actual owners of content and owners of, of things? And all of, like, you know, Wikipedia is still here. Amazon's still here. You know, YouTube, Google's still here. I do think, you know, there's room for Web1, Web2, Web3, as long as that product is fundamental in what it's bringing. And what we're bringing is, you know, videos that can be sold. And I think in like five, 10 years, everyone will own 100% a, a yeah. video, um, you know, or at least a GIF. Um, and so I think we are, like you said, our main thing is monetizing that video more so than it is distribution. Down the line, we are seeing, you know, Marky Basie say, you know, why would I post a video on YouTube when I could just post it on here and, mm. and, you know, get money for it? Um, we do have ideas that can, you know, get potentially an artist, you know, on Billboard and millions of views and, you know, the money. Mon- yeah. yeah, the money. And it's like, of course, that's what we want most. And that's what we're going to get to. But right now, it's like they're coming here for the money. And it's like that's what 97% of creators actually need. What's up, guys? Adam Levy here. I wanted to take a quick pause to give some love to Coinvise, our NFT sponsor who's making this episode a reality. On Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more by visiting coinvise.co today. All right, back to the episode. You know what it feels like? Like money and fame are like detached a little bit because like the fame comes from like distribution and eyeballs and recognition. The money is like starting to appear in more of these like underground types of platforms and protocols that have it like it's niche collectors that see the value and understand what it is to fundamentally own something. Right. And I, I think like while money and fame is like very like a very adjacent actually works hand in hand in many other industries. Like I'm kind of understanding that they're slightly being detached here. Uh, and artists need to consistently think about like, shit, do I want to like be vulnerable like that and allow the selling of something that usually has never been sold rather rented? And actually, what is what does that mean for me down the line? And now that I have a tokenized asset, like how do I build community around that? You know, and these these are like these are like the things that I think we're like starting to like open up. These are the types of conversations that are, are slowly starting to happen. The creators that we're looking for have three core pillars to them. And this is creators and collectors um, because they're really interchangeable. Um, First is the creator pursuing excellence. I feel like Mm. all creators that are coming into this space are artists that actually want to be excellent at their craft. These are artists where it's like, Drake samples their lyrics, you know, or, um, you know, these are like kind of the the artists behind the main artists that the main artists are stealing from. That is where all of like, like the Marky Basie, you know, like he has a billion streams, you know, but it's like, no one would know that because it's like, he's behind the scenes a little bit or, you know, ASAP 12 you know, he's in ASAP Mob, but he's not ASAP Ferg. He's not ASAP Rocky, you know, but it's like walk on water. I was involved in that all college. 
um, Delhi, right? He's literally so well known amongst the Harlem community, you know, and amongst the New York City community. But it's like he's not like on the main stage. He's on Insecure, yeah. but he's not on the main stage. And so it's like we're looking for artists that are excellent. And oftentimes in the in web too, it doesn't reward the excellent artist, right? It rewards the loudest artists and the artists that have the best like industry connections. And so it's like web two isn't about artist excellence. Web three is about like actual artist excellence. And then I also think it's about artists that are commercially adept and artists that have that commercial acumen mm -hmm. to actually figure out, okay, my art is not just my art. You know, the business of how I do my art is also a part of my art. And so these are artists that are thinking even different from a business perspective. And then the last is like this community minded. So it's like these artists are like, okay, how can I be proactive with my community? And kind of almost like, you know, NBA Youngboy or Lil Baby or, uh, um, you know, Billy Billie Eilish. How can I craft so, yeah. a community that is totally different? Olivia Rodrigo, these are these are communities that are totally different and targeted. And so really community-minded. Those three things, excellence, artist excellence, commercial acumen, community-minded, those are the artists that are going to succeed. And we are making business models for a video economy so that your videos are almost turning into startups where it's like, you know, you want to get on on your videos earliest and the next round to get in on your videos it's like it your videos are more expensive now but mm. less people are going to get access to them you know you know this is like this is like introducing a whole new thought right now it's almost as if like i was born my generation was born into like an era of rent okay of renting right and nobody really woke up and was like wait how can I own, you know, and only the smartest people, the richest people, the most successful people understand the concept of ownership, but there still lacks this, this element of education to these creators because they see an algorithm. They see the ability to get thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions of viewers on a video. And they're like, this is the definition of success, right? Forget the money, somehow find a way to monetize. But it, I feel like it sometimes, it sometimes comes at a compromise, right? Do I strive for the virality? Do I strive for the money? And my question to you is like, how do we actually introduce a world of education where people are better understanding what ownership is and what is Glass doing to kind of combat that? Because that's the missing link. The second yeah. people have the aha moment that like, shit, there's value in owning my art. And actually what I am doing is art, despite it being 10 seconds, despite it being three minutes. How do we actually educate people? What does that look like? I, I'm so happy you said that because I, I've been talking to, I've had a bunch of conversations this week um, with people like Valerie, um, Sirsu, Sam, but like all these entrepreneurs and creators in the space. I think it takes people like you, Adam. Um, it takes videos that are educational content videos that are making thousands of dollars and everyone first is like, wait, this is like the Web3 Salcon and they made $100,000 by doing video online education. It's like I tweeted when I graduated, I graduated from YouTube 
YouTube University 2020. And it's like, what if you had a glass teacher that was making millions of dollars a year and everyone was just watching their educational content? And the idea was like, oh, wow, I saw this teacher make a million dollars. Now I'm interested. That is the aha moment where you're like, whoa, how did this teacher make a million dollars doing video educational mm -hmm. content? And then after that happens, it's like, okay, let's look into this. So it's yeah. like, you know, it might take, you know, ASAP 12, he's saying, yo, ASAP Rocky, let's go make a video on glass because in the end, we're going to own this platform, right? So he puts a video up on glass and, you know, more people watch it. And then Rihanna sees it and Rihanna's like, hey, let's go put this video up on glass because we're also going to own this platform and this, and this is a, we shape the culture. And so then it's like, oh, this person, you know, Rocky did a fashion video on glass and he made more in the fashion video than he made at the actual fashion concert, mm -hmm. you know, on the live stream. And so it's like, boom, you know, that is going to catch some eyes. And so I think because it's, you know, you do have to have the, the Ethereum, like you do have to have the slight crypto knowledge to have the money in your wallet and to actually be able to make transactions. What we'll do there is first we'll get these bigger splashes with these bigger artists while building up native web three crypto artists where it's like, you know, you might've come for Rocky, but you're staying for like Luca Maxim mm -hmm, or you're mm -hmm. staying for like Kalik Mall, Latasha, or you're staying for De La Sin and it's like, oh, you saw a big artist, but you really realize, wow, like it has all these low-key artists that are actually like Web3 native artists that are super, super fire. And it's like you might have heard about Blau, but now you're, you know, looking at Daniel Allen or something like that. And so I think that's a big thing. Big artists to little artists like Splashes. And then we're working on this thing called Onboard DAO, actually, which is like just educational video content that isn't just on glass. It's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. And it's just like quick TikTok like videos, just educating every person about like, okay, say you're a musician and you wanna, you know, figure out what's the best way to uh, get the most on this one track. It's like, you know, where do you go? Catalog, sound, blah, blah, music video, glass, right? Then live stream, you know, you can do that with glass, make some money on that. Then you could do, you know, another video clipped from that live stream, you know, on glass. So it's like literally you can make a whole bunch of revenue from one track and like a bunch of different ways from the music audio file to the music video file to the live stream of performing that to the video of that live stream performance all the way back to uh, the audio of that live stream. And so it's like, there's a whole bunch of opportunities for artists in Onboard DAO and Glasses Learn project is devoted to just teaching people about like web3 onboarding experiences how do you learn about web3 who do you call almost like customer service mm -hmm. where we have certain people who are like ask val ask dio ask rune ask sam where it's like you are like a little confused on token bonding curves you know you can just go in and ask you know rune ask sam to or ask me to help explain to you how you know, token bonding, bonding curves might work. Or you're a little confused on how do I, you know, um, 
or what marketplace supports Solana or Ethereum right. to help you figure out, you know, which marketplaces are for that. So it's like literally the most fundamental questions to the most like complex questions and then mm -hmm. just directing you where to go when you get lost and when you need that friend. That makes sense. Do you guys have a model for educating creators on how to price a video and what that looks like? So we're, we're still really early. We only have about 15 videos live on the site. We have an hour network lecture learn class that is educating a bunch of people right now about um, how to search Etherscan. When it comes to pricing videos, we work with the creator based off what they've previously priced their videos at. So we're trying to have videos constantly be increasing in terms of value for the creator and it's actually more of a you know a, a evolutionary process where most of the creators when they work with us and then when they're first putting that video on they it, it really depends on the creator because it's like sometimes the creator is like hey i want to put this for three sometimes the creator is like you know i want to start short at like point you know, one five you can be a little conservative. So I'd say we advise, uh, I mean, last week we used to advise, let's put it at 0 0.15, 0 0.5, so we, it can go up in the auction. Now we're like, hey, maybe, you know, one ETH, two ETH, depending if we have like just collectors who are like, hey, I really want to put this towards class creators. Um, so it really depends, honestly, like we have to adapt it constantly to like what the market is looking like and um, what the the create, like how much the creator wants to push or whether the creator knows they have collectors, uh, which are like a thousand true fans that want to support it. Um, or if we have to have a thousand true fans from our side that just want to support anything that we're putting out. So it's like, it really depends, but for auctions, we typically say, like, you know, start low to go high. Um, and then for additions, it's like, you know, start low so that more people can collect it. But we're the goal is for us is to make sure the video uploading to minting it onto the blockchain process is really clean, mm -hmm. really easy, easier than YouTube. And then we also want the monetization model to be whatever you need to succeed. So it's mm -hmm. like auctions, collectible additions, crowdfunding, tips, bounties, whatever it is, we want to iterate on the monetization model so that it works for the creator. And so it's like we're adapting on the monetization model and the experience of uploading the video and viewing the video. And of course, some social features. Um, because we we do have comments on the videos um and we we've thought about you know potential comment nfts because everyone's seen like TikTok nft TikTok comments or instagram comments and it's like you know these are million dollar comments here like some of these comments are great um and why not you know bring comments into the game right but yeah, yeah I, 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 start start low to go high but it really really depends on the creator and the market like at that point. Yeah, I wanna share my screen for a minute and actually go to the Glass Protocol website, okay? Um, and so 
honestly very very cool layout for the most part right like i think this is super visually pleasing it's not like intimidating it feels very normal which i think is like one of the biggest steps into making this more approachable and just to add like more context to our conversation so it's not just words this is like this is the kind of like the video portal kind of thing so i'm yeah. just like i'm, I'm going to be talking out loud here okay so a couple things for for a lot of these video content creators that want to get on on chain for the most part right let's just call it on that we'll see a couple things like what is what is our weave okay people know what discord is share video okay what is our weave like talk to me more about how do you actually host these videos what does that look like um and what makes you guys different on that front yeah so we store our videos with our weave and our weave is a decentralized storage blockchain and essentially what makes our weave different is that our weave allows for the storing of longer form content um and it allows for storing that content in like these bundles that essentially just allow you to upload packets and packets of data um pretty much like not at one time pretty much simultaneously and so it's it is just the best option we've found in the market today to store data in a decentralized way. And so we, we believe fully in Arweave and Arweave has really just provided um, that storage mechanism that can allow us to be the home of decentralized videos. Um, yeah. Got it. Got it. So do you think that's important to the creator? Like, what's happening underneath the hood do you think do you think like creators care about that like the food on their plate and where it comes from kind of thing you know i think creators are caring about it more and more i think um the world that we're going to um where privacy and where your data is stored is becoming more and more of a top of the mind idea but when it's like a day-to-day -day thing no i don't think creators care you know, that my storage is being stored decentralized versus centralized. It's like what the creator cares about is making money um, and getting ownership and the platform over time for the contributions um, and building out a platform that, you know, displays content that is easy to view, um, that makes it easy to create as a creator that has the right categories, whether it be music, movies, gaming, memes, whatever. And so I think creators care about, you know, the representation of the platform, the community that it is actually bringing to them. And I think right now from a vibe check, all the platforms don't have any, like the community is not there. All these products that people use on the day to day, the soul is really lost in these products. Like the last time I'd say a product I used that had soul in a community that I was attached to to use. I think, you know, Clubhouse had it a bit, um, but they didn't have the incentives. The incentives were wrong and so they lost everything. And like, that's really what happens. It's like, if your incentives are just wrong, which is what we learned from our first startup, you, you can have that engagement and that love for the temporary, but the loyalty will not be there the soul the pull to want that product to succeed really badly will not be there. And so I think creators sense like, wow, like this 
new idea of ownership is actually going to get me to stay on the days where I'm having trouble creating on the days where like, I hate the internet or on the days where, you know, I don't want to see my phone or laptop or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so I think they're coming for money ownership. uh, And, and, and of course you're looking for a web three platform that does videos long, short form. And that's us. Um, And we're the only ones that do that right now. And then also they're looking for like the community. And I think those are like the main things they're looking for. And then they would hope that that community would build the right things on the back end. Yeah. Right. And it's up to the core development team to have that care and to have that care of let's make this decentralized. Let's make this, you know, with the ethos of the community, it, it really comes down to the core development team. Yeah you want them to have that ethos and that idea to make it what the community would like most. Yeah. How do creators intertwine incentives into their content? What does that look like? like so, let, let's talk about like short form and like long form, like long form, actually mid form. Okay. <laughs> We're introducing brackets to mid form being like music videos. Okay. Short form being like TikTok, Instagram reels, YouTube shorts. Okay. How do how do people yeah talk talk to me through that? Are you guys building something around that too, or what what does that look yeah. like? Yeah, so we we have a lot of fun stuff that we're building on the way that is just gonna totally like that experience you just showed with the market Basie, If you could go back, but like that is literally like v zero point five. Like we don't have profiles yet. We don't have a homepage with like the top with countdown for the next videos coming. We don't have a video wait list, almost like a, a film festival for what's coming. Um, I would say with that Marky Basie video, if you look at the comments, it says NFT rewards and the rewards say lifetime gold pass, which means you can literally go to any Marky Basie concert forever. Right? Uh, so go up a little bit. Um, okay, one second. Right, and then show more in the description. Show more in the description. Right, Where is that? Right above share video to the sure. left. Oh, okay, got it. Cool. Right, so NFT rewards at the bottom, it says VIP plus one all access to any show on his upcoming tour. Um, lifetime goal to take an and 30 minute FaceTime with Basie. The creator, the collector of this literally said, I got a bargain for this NFT, for what this is. And so and this, we're gonna was, have, this was 8.2K, 8. okay? Yeah, and mind you, Marky Basie is, is going up for the Grammys this year. Right. Um, and he, this was a top 10 Spotify album. So it's like, he literally is going to be backstage with Marky Basie, um, literally going to be, you know, any any Marky Basie concert forever is of course worth more than eight thousand dollars if you add it up over time. Yeah. So the reality is we want to make a UI, a user experience for these rewards more prevalent and, and just doper in general. And then we also wanna um wait, this is such you know, a steal. I'm just realizing this not to cut you off. <laughs> This is a lifetime golden ticket accepted at any Basie concert for life. 
it's for eight point two k. Like the resale value on that is actually immense. Such a steal! Such a steal! So it's like we literally are actually every video wow. we're up, we're thinking it through. Where it's like we actually not only do we want the creator to break even, but we also want the collector to get a steal, like mm. a real steal. Um, and so that's for a medium form. For short form, it's like. You know, you can add those steals in too, or maybe you could say, "Hey, on my next video, you know, I'll make it with you." You know, or uh, you could say, "You can choose, you know, the next idea that I make a video to." So we have a bunch of ideas that we've always wanted to test. Mm -hmm. um, that like now you could just tie to the NFT, where you can have that on-chain, off-chain experience tied together. Um, and so, really, really quick, I have a question for you: eight point two k. How many views does that need to be generated on YouTube to make 8.2K? So two, 1 million views is, is about $1,000. So you need about 8 million views. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Like around seven to eight. Seven to I feel eight. like that's like the marketing tactic right there. Like yeah. Marky Basie made 8.2K, which would otherwise needed to kind of stream what how many views you said one seven to nine million views. seven to nine million wow what the million hell views. million views wait this is such like an aha moment like i feel like everybody who's listening right now should just like take a moment like take a deep breath like that's a freaking aha moment right there to show you that there's value behind that type of art like <laughs> Like, let's think about the life cycle for a second, okay? This video that I'm watching is super high production, probably costs thousands of dollars to make within itself. The YouTube video will not cover the cost of that music video. They're banking on the fact that the entire album does exceptionally well and the tours go exceptionally well and that everything, all the revenue gener generated makes up for all those micro costs down the line. Um, this is like... <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just like having this moment right now. That's really big. That's I'm, really big. This is what we do it for because it's like we did a live stream. Sam Varun and I did a live stream to test out the software in like August. And we generated $10,000 by selling 15 editions for that live stream in 22 minutes. And that was the that wasn't even in a video. But that was the moment where we said, whoa, what the frick is this? Like, we've never made this much money in our lives. And $10,000, 20 minutes on a live stream from additions, like, how does that work? Dude, and so game changer, it's something you just have to see. And we need to put it in as many people's faces as possible. Dude, freaking game changer. Game crazy. changer. Crazy. crazy crazy like this podcast right here like 10xing to 100xing the mint podcast revenues is our goal so it's just like that's gonna happen that's gonna happen and so it's like that's what's crazy it's just that every single company every single person uses video and so it's like if video is a 57 percent of all internet traffic is video traffic and that's just so much more than all other traffic on the internet. So in terms of bandwidth, the internet and those wires, it's videos. And so 
now we're giving videos a chance to at least break even, but definitely 10x, 100x what they're doing on every other video web two platform. All right, let's talk about this. If I start posting mint videos, I ditch YouTube because my reach on on YouTube is like, it's growing. I'm not going to say it sucks, but it's getting better by the day, okay? If I ditch YouTube um, because, like, I think it's I think it's important to post on there to have a presence, okay, despite everything, but to tap into more of this, like, Web3 model because a lot of what mint does is, like, the business model is very Web3, so I sell, everybody knows this, or I, I keep saying this at least, it's on the website, whatever. I sell three to five NFTs per month to sponsors who then promote on the podcast. All revenue is on chain. You can see all that. The content is very Web3 native, right? Uh, the only thing that's missing that I've been wanting to do is like the infrastructure, the publishing is not Web3 native. On the podcasting, the audio side, it can't. On the video side, now it can. Okay. So, and this is without the expectation of me kind of like making money or not making money, or rather for the for the, like the shits and giggles of just like doing it. Okay. Um, when I post my video on Glass, what does that mean now for copyright? Like, so, let's say somebody buys it. Okay. First of all, can I sell part ownership? Number one. And number two, if I can't and it's all complete ownership, what can that owner do with that video down the line? Like, what does that entail? And is it wrong for me to impose add, added legal rules and structures into that video? I could keep, I can add a bunch of add ons to this, but I'll shut up and I'll let you, I'll let you kind of take the lead because I think you know where this is going. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, this is like one of the biggest questions. This is why we're taking our time and working with independent artists. Um, and making sure that every creator is getting full approval and authentication to upload any video from the actual core creator who made it. So I'd say we're, we're experimenting honestly right now with different copyright models, but we see videos as a public good where anyone could actually potentially, you know, enjoy it get ownership over it. Um, and we kind of want to think of it as a public good that is, you know, you could take that piece of content, reproduce it into something else, sell that content um, as something that's a new content and potentially refer and link back to that creator. So we're, we're creating this thing called hyperlink, which is essentially just it's called hyperlink DAO, but it's essentially linking NFTs back to other NFTs. And so that can kind of create that tagging or that linking back to, you know, sampled works um, for the future. Um, it also provides like a, almost like a list of, okay, where did that video derive from? That video derived from that, or, you know, I use that sound and that sound connected to that video and you know you're you're linking and deriving things in that way. Um, you're linking NFTs like that. And so I think we want to make the technology allow for sampling and mixing because everything is a sample. Everything is a mix. Mm -hmm. There's there's no new things under the sun. You know that's in the Bible. Or you know um, I think there you know there's always going to be new combinations of things, and that's what we want to monetize and, and we want to help you know the og creators you know monetize with royalties off of uh, iteration or a sample mm -hmm. of that creation. and so figuring out the exact model uh copyright model that's going to get that done they're they're out there um and i think 
CCO model where you just are essentially like able to, you know, take that work, refactor it and link back to that other work is a good model. Um, and then when creators are uploading that work, you know, we think, you know, we're, of course, we're going to add in like verification and authentication when it comes to creators uploading that work. And then last, it's just like, you're going to have this social, you know, Web3 is very uh, social contract focused where it's like, you know, if it's not that person's work, if that person isn't, you know, behind the community, and that person isn't like someone who's in the future doing this, not just to grow themselves, but also to grow the community. Like I said, community-minded, commercial, and art is excellent. It's like that person probably will not be able to sell that video. Mm -hmm. So it's, of course, you, you'll, you'll have similar problems with Web2 where it's like someone, you know, takes, you know, someone's content, augments it, and it's not their content, but it's just like, will that sell? Is it their original content from the actual creator? It's like social contracts are in the real world are going to come in and play, let alone um, it, it, that won't be able to link to other NFTs, you know, that that creator might make. And so, you know, you combine that with the hyperlink DAO, combine that with the social contract, combine that with uh, um, uh, just basic like public goods, like copyright laws. It's like, then it's like, you know, it's just a lot harder for that creator. And we know all the pathways mm -hmm. at which, it, you know, a scam, which is like, you know, fake title or, you know. Right. Not so that, like that was that was my next question. Like, there's a lot of like uh, Steve Wozniak or Vitalik videos of like doing a thousand ETH airdrops on YouTube. Oh, you remember that period where it was just like nonstop back to back. These scammers were taking clips and like of other actual legit videos of interviews and putting like a, a skin around them. Even Elon Musk did this. Like, how do you prevent stuff like that? You know, like, well, by the way, Elon Musk didn't do it. Someone did it on behalf of him, right? Illegally, like, tried to scam people just to make that clear. But exactly, exactly. How, do you, how do you, how do you, how do you prevent that? How do you prevent that, that malicious activity? Because if everything is decentralized and everything's being done on Arweave, like, Arweave team can't come on and, like, like delete, you know? Like, <laughs> so that stays there. And, like, there's no, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you, kind of fight that because that's a big problem it's a it's a big big potential problem and so are we does actually have like some content moderation okay that they are building so they actually help supremely in that case um we, we we've seen with like i'd say like open sea being the biggest volume um uh volume i guess marketplace right now they use this verification check and we're seeing that like you know OpenSea is working it's 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 working pretty well there but like of course like like we said that is a centralized uh platform whereas we we are uh, more decentralized um we uh, like i said it really comes down to how does the creator behind the video want it to be shared? And then if they are going to share that video, they're most likely planning to work around that video to add value to that video or whatever that thing is. So over time, that original NFT accrues value around 
the artist. And it's like, I like to say mm. that it's not about the art. It is about the artist, right? And mm. it's like the art, the art is just coming from the creator, but it's like, it's really like I'm buying an Adam NFT on the mint because of Adam, you know? Like, even though this was a great podcast, it's like, I'm still buying it because it's like, yeah. he's going to do more podcasts and they're all going to be great. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm going to be able to say, yeah, of, of all the great ones, I own this one. Or, you know, of all the great ones, like this is the one. So it's like, you're still investing as much in the art, artist, more so than you're investing in the art. And so it's like, that is like, if you're not monetizing or if, you know, you're sending people these fake things, it's like, they still have to know who is the person who's sending that and how is that person official and authentic. Yeah. And so, it's like that link to your Twitter or like we link okay, to your right. Twitter and then we show the title. And right. so it's like that Twitter link is almost showing you like where you're really linking right. up. So I like to think about it like this. Okay. I actually love that. I think that could be even a great title for the podcast, like invest in the artist, not the art. Yes. Um, and it really, that's like super, super fundamental too. like, I come from like the VC world. So prior to like doing Mint, I was working at a blockchain fund and it's like you bet on founders, you know, you bet on early stage founders for any early stage bet, you bet on the people and like the market opportunity and ideas and like other components, but like you bet on the founder and if they can execute the vision, right? And a lot of these creators, they have the vision, they've been executing and now they're coming into web three and all that traction kind of validates their worth per se this is just like a new step in the right direction, in my opinion. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like this concept of like betting on the artist and not the art. Like, let's look at Ali, Ali Straza, okay? Uh, from Ali Coin on Rally, okay? Mm-hmm. She has a top performing like social token. Uh, she has half a million followers, over half a million across uh, Twitch and YouTube. She does gaming. That's her niche. She's produced hours upon hours upon hours of content of live streams, et cetera, and then came into crypto. And it's like, this is not a fresh face. This is not a new person. This is like an existing person who has reputation, who's consistently executed on her vision, on her mission, with her content. The only thing that's changing is the concept of ownership and and value, right? And me betting on these people is basically me betting on the fact that they'll actually continue doing this, but they'll now the value will accrue differently, right? And I think that's like I think that's like the missing link. Like a lot of people, they see this, okay, I'm just going to flip JPEGs. I'm just going to flip all this stuff. Like, yeah, that's one way. You know, it's a very like investment type of a, approach, but like the long-term way, in my opinion, is like betting on people, right? And investing on people and not necessarily like, sure, there's like the financial upside, but there's also something beautiful about being able to support a creator and seeing that, that amount of money, like being able to change their life kind of thing. And like realizing that shit, like 8.2K is over 8 million views (laughs) on YouTube. How many people actually get that? That are actually like talented creators, right? But just aren't like breaking the ceiling, the glass ceiling of uh, of like live stream uh, of the algorithm. You know what I mean? Um, Not live stream, but the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's exactly it. I mean, you explained it perfectly right there. I mean, ownership, change, mental reshaping of value, and um, just seeing that aha moment. I mean, Sailor Marley was our first video 
that sold for 5.82 ETH by a random person named the Sugar Glider from the Caribbeans. And he's planning to put that video up in the in a, like a Caribbean Dow museum. And it's like, you know, who knows? That video could go into Decentraland. Like that video could go anywhere. Yeah. And so it's like he literally, you literally now have, I say, you know, like, like uh, music decorates, I think Basquiat said music decorates uh, sound and, and, and art decorates space. And it's like video art is going to decorate all of these metaverse spaces. And it's like, we want this video art to go everywhere. We want it to literally be super visible in as many places as possible, right? As well as being the home, we also want to link out. Like it's mm. like we'll the mirror article, our network lecture is on mirror, but the videos are on glass, you know, that's unmonetized, yeah. you know, but the conversation with the comments in the discord is even cleaner though than like a YouTube conversation. Mm -hmm. So the two-way interactivity that we're bringing when it comes to, oh, like, yeah, even like you're literally bidding and you're interacting as a viewer, but now you're a collector and you're buying this video. That is fun. People have no idea how Honestly, fun it is. Fun. It is when fun. you are, can bet on the video. I played sports my whole life. We were always like, we wanted to, we always felt like, oh, we could get out there on the field. And it's like, I have players in the Premier League that I used to play with. I have friends who are winning, you know, national trophies. I have friends who are on the U.S. national team. And it's like, I sometimes am like, dang, I want to get out there. Like, how can I, I want to mm. interact with this mm. game, you know? And it's like, I feel like, honestly, it would be sick to eventually be going to a world where it's like, if I felt I could play against one of these players, I could actually, you know, potentially bid enough or whatever or do enough to get onto the field. And so I think this is just moving the world towards where everyone who was previously on the bench is just going to get more and more like, I want to play. Mm -hmm. And everyone in coach yeah like 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 in every like literally put me in coach and then now you're your own coach and like you're yeah, putting yeah. yourself in exactly oh my drop boom <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. like you're jerry Krause, phil jackson and michael jordan in one person you know and so i love it you know it's like i love it you gotta limit your jerry Krause. you know you gotta come with you know that win-win mentality you know it's like in web three there's there's this tension though because it's like you're kind of like, it's like, I put a video up. Oh, like now they own my video. What if I don't want that to be my owner? You know, am mm -hmm. I going to go buy that video off of that person? And it's like, there is this tension where it's like, who do you want to be your owner? Blah, blah, blah owner, you know, master situation. But it's just like in the end, we're going towards, you know, just ownership and, and wealth in the end. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I think I think that's like the perfect place to end off too. Uh, Daya, where 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 can we find you? Before I let you go, like where can we find Glass? Where can we find you? Like show yourself at Glass Protocol on Twitter, Glass.xyz for the website. And if you're a creator, just click the create and fill out the creator application. The goal is to get everybody 
uploading videos on glass um uploading videos does you know it's like you know depending on ethereum gas costs so we are you know looking to you know be multi-chain with solana and you know if you have other chains you would like us to be on hop into the glass discord which can all be found at the glass twitter at glass protocol my twitter is at dial adiosin as d-a-y-o-a-d-e-o-s-u-n-10 um and i think my instagram is same thing but uh reach out to me twitter igdms um inboxes are open always looking to talk about creators look at videos uh do whatever chat chill um i'm in lagos nigeria right now but i'm also in new york city so if you're in lagos or new york um hit me up also down in lincoln person i love it dude and daylison um we have a uh, a video coming out with Dallas in our first dance nice. music video on FT. It was like, a, I'm not sure if you know the Rima song, um, Do Maybe, but. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was like Nice. Congrats. That's awesome. That's about a drop. And then um, we got some other cool drops. Luca Maxim, John Waltz, uh, um, Lane Riley, Wada, um, you know, Sirisu, Visionaire, um, Roman Fortune, a lot of cool jobs on the way, Halik Mall. Um, so it's, we're looking to really just break the doors down in 2022, glass is coming and, and we're coming crazy. Let's so, go, baby. Let's uh, go. Keep a lookout. Kanye <laughs> energy. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, bro. I hope to have you soon again. Thank you, Adam.